This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Karen Hunter and welcome to The Hub. Joining me today is Dr. Pam Popper. You know her from The Karen Hunter Show and other places, of course, because she's everywhere. (laughs) Food Choices, Forks Over Knives. She has a best-selling book, uh, Food Over Medicine, and she is an authority in this area of health in a way that's not normal. And we were having this conversation uh, before we, we got into The Hub where we're talking about medical, the medical profession. And, you know, I have a friend that was trying to go to medical school and, and she was disappointed because she didn't get in. And you were telling me, Dr. Pam Popper, welcome, first of all, welcome Thank to the you. Hall. You were telling me that, you know, we don't have a shortage of people who are doctors. Right. The shortage, the, the deficiency in the marketplace right now is not medical doctors. Actually, if doctors just did what they needed to do, we'd need a whole lot less of them than we do now. But plenty of docs to prescribe, plenty of docs to do surgery and procedures and all that stuff. What Where the real huge gap in the marketplace is, is the trained person who can have what I call the informed medical decision-making conversation. And what this is, is where the consumer gets the risks, the benefits, the full picture of all the options and then can make a good decision because what people in this building hear all the time is if I'd known then what I know now I never would have and then you can fill in the blank I wouldn't have gone to this doctor adopted this diet had this test had this surgery surgery, taken this drug nobody told me the side effects from this drug nobody told me that this was completely ineffective and now look at where I am right so so the people we need more of are the people who are saying Listen, I'm not married to any particular ideology like naturopathy or medical doctor or this or that or anything. I'm married to just following the evidence, but most important, to put in front of people an unbiased view without any agenda on my part. I don't, it's not my body. I don't have a horse in the race. It doesn't matter what you decide to me. It matters to you what you decide. And then whatever it is, my job is then to respect that and to help you with whatever you decide to do. The biggest um, lack for lack of a better word, in, in this medical area? Is it is it a concentration on weight loss? Is it a concentration on, you know, diet? Is it a concentration? Like, yes. Where's the, okay, okay. <laughs> it's all, right. all of it. It's, 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 fine. it's looking at effective strategies. The thing that frustrates me so much is off in these little corners of medicine are people like me and Caldwell Esselstyn and Peter Bregan and William Lessler, our local mental health guru, and um, John McDougall, you can find these people who are off doing, Eileen Kapsaftis, our physical therapy guru, people who are doing remarkable things that work and restore people. And so those options are available. They're just not commonly available. It's like you have to know somebody who knows somebody who knows the secret handshake. And people, <laughs> people say a lot of times when they end up here, it's like, oh my gosh, the day that I clicked on that film on Netflix or I mentioned to my neighbor what was going on and she said, oh, you got to call Wellness Farm Health. And everybody in my crowd would tell you the same thing, that that's how people are finding out about us because we, we may be the best kept secret in healthcare, actually. The majority of people that come to Wellness Health Farm are suffering from what? What's the everything. Most- it's it's everything, and it's usually multiple things. So um, what's the root? I guess I want to get to, is there a root 
Mm-hmm. A root to all of this is two or three things. Okay, it, it's it's poor diet. Poor diet, which it is a and 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 it's the foundational thing is diet for a lot of things. It's not everything, but you know, every year a ton of food passes through your body. How can you not be impacted by that? Right. How can it not have a profound impact? So that's part of it. Another part of it is literally from preconception health. Unhealthy people are having children who start life unhealthy and then unhealthy practices, not breastfeeding, um, you know, starting with the first vaccine at birth and then bad medical advice, you know, over treatment. I'm I'm talking about preschoolers over treatment over, you know, when I was a kid, my parents were, I think, pretty responsible people, but they didn't go run into the doctor every time. You had the sniffles? Uh, yeah. Maybe. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, drink some water, lay on the couch, go to school tomorrow kind of thing. And I, if we were really sick, we went to the doctor. But it wasn't this, oh, my gosh, the child's got a stomach pain. We better rush to urgent care. You know, how, so over-treatment. How often, uh, Dr. Pam Popper, do you go to the doctor? I don't. You don't go to the doctor? Not at all. You don't have a doctor? Well, I would. I have some people I can go to. I mean, I know who I would go to if I had a problem. All right. Um, But here's so wait, wait. So you don't go to you don't get your annual checkup. You're one of a certain age. The the American. I'm a certain age. I'm sixty. Okay. But the the American. The (laughs) American. The American Medical Association says the annual exam is useless. Ezekiel Emanuel, who was one of the designers of the Affordable Care Act and who advocated for covering the annual exam as part of the stuff that had to be included wrote an editorial in the New York Times, said it is useless and harmful, okay? Why is it harmful to go to the doctor's Because disease-mongering. In other words, here's... <laughs> well, here, let, this is the analogy I, I always use for people, okay? Let's... let's um, first of all, let me say, if I had a pain in my side and it didn't go away by Wednesday, I'd be checking it out. I'm not an idiot. Right. You know, if I had a pounding headache and it seemed to get worse every day for two weeks... Or I'd, toothache or something. Something. You go, you go to the doctor. But but think about it this way. You know, my house is 30 years old, and I've tried to keep it in pretty good repair, but it's 30 years old. So let's say tomorrow morning I put a thing on Facebook. Any contractor in Franklin County, okay, that does anything remotely related to homes and, you know, construction, I want you to show up at 9 o'clock, and here's what we're going to do. We are going to comb through every square foot of this 3,000-square-foot house, and we're going to see what we can find that's wrong, all right? And then if you find something... My insurance company will pay you whatever the going rate is to fix it. Now, can you imagine? Okay, this is a whole different mentality than when something is wrong. Like when the sump pump broke, you have it replaced. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying about bodies. I'm 60 years old, and I'm sure if we poke and prod enough, we're going to find something abnormal. (laughs) The question is, does it make any difference? Will it kill me? Does it require intervention? And the funny thing about humans is that they don't do very well being told there's something wrong, but don't worry about it. Okay, yeah, we found this little mass over here, but don't let that bother you. It always bothers us. And then we think we better do something about it. And then or we... it, because we are human and our, our minds and body work together, we create. We mm-hmm. can create more oh, problems in ourselves than, you know, in knowing about it. Mm-hmm. We can make it into something bigger. Well, and the problem is that once you're diagnosed, and put air quotes right. around it, diagnosed, that, that is when the medical profession goes to work to make sure that now this formerly healthy person gets sucked into the uh, medical mill, as we call it, mm. and um, and then one thing leads to another. Okay, so if you have high blood pressure, you will feel bad at Not some point. Not necessarily, but, but here's the reason why people end up going to doctors, is if you abuse your body, something is going to go wrong.
Did you know that socks are the number one most requested clothing item in homeless shelters? Well, Bombas is on a mission to change that. They created the most comfortable socks in the history of feet, and for every pair of socks purchased, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Designed with special comfort innovations, colors, patterns, lengths, and styles, Bombas are perfect for the whole family. And get your hands on a pair of Bomba socks and your feet will thank you. Bombas has donated more than 20 million pairs and counting. They're made from super soft natural cotton. Every pair is designed with arch support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed that's supportive but not too thick. My favorites are the no-show socks. I like those. They're designed to not show. <laughs> See, they're never itchy and they're amazingly soft. With tons of different colors, patterns, lengths, and styles, Bombas also makes the perfect gift for everyone on your list. So you buy one pair for yourself, someone for someone else, and then a couple of people get a pair of socks who are homeless. So I wear my socks, you get your socks, and save 20% off your first purchase when you shop at bombas.com slash Karen. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Karen. I call them bomb ass socks because they're dope. Bombas.com, 20% off at bombas.com slash Karen. So you probably should have it checked out. I mean, the likelihood that I have high blood pressure, it's it's like being hit by a meteorite on my way out right. to the car after yoga today, right? right. It's just not going to happen. But if you've been abusing yourself, you're at risk for those kinds of things. And that's one of the ways in which people start hanging out with doctors. Instead of saying, I'm going to take care of myself, and then I exempt myself from hanging out with doctors right. quite so much. And things can happen, like an appendicitis. Well, they or, do. You know, they do. Bodies, right. and that's, that's another thing, too. Taking care of yourself doesn't mean that nothing will happen. I mean, when I got a, if I get a cold, people go, oh, my God. Gosh, you know, right. the diet must be not, oh, right. you know, I had raging case of poison ivy, but I'll tell you how rare it is. This is right. kind of funny. Um, two years ago, I never used to be allergic to poison ivy. And then just like my father, when I was 50, I started getting allergic to poison ivy. And so I had a really bad case. I worked out in the yard one day and was not as careful as I should have been. This was back in 2015. Had this raging case of poison ivy and sun really helps it. But we had no sun during this month of June in 2015. So between, I don't want to take steroid drugs because they're very risky. So I was just waiting for it to pass and I wasn't sleeping too well. So I ended up with this little stomach virus that lasted for about 12 hours, but I couldn't teach two classes. Okay. Since we've been in business and it was 20 years at that point, 18 years at that time, never canceled a class due to sickness. So Kelly, had to, my assistant, had to get on the phone and tell people, Dr. Pam is sick and can't come to class. People are what? like, oh my gosh. Is she all right? Is she in right. the hospital? This is the end of people the world. people right. around here were saying, do we need to go look for jobs? Are we closing? Because nobody had ever seen me sick enough to have to cancel anything, right? So it's one time. It happened. I was fine the next day. I was tired, mostly just from being sick, you know, but... So you don't exempt yourself entirely. So poison but, ivy weakened your immunity? or Well, I think it was the up all night. I think it right. was being up because of the itching, right. actually. And, and then um, it made you weak enough yeah, for something. Something, that, yeah. something came along, and right. you end up getting a bug. Like, but, hey, we've been waiting for her. Uh, yeah, I know. Finally, in a moment <laughs> of weakness, <laughs> it's taken us years. It's taken us <laughs> decades to get to this point. Finally, a viral infection. All right. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Pam Popper uh, about the medical industry. And, and so, so if a person... 
say a person has uh, not been taking care of themselves their mm-hmm. whole entire life. They've been eating poorly, uh, and they, but they don't feel bad. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you can have high blood pressure and not feel it. You can have diabetes. Does it manifest? Will it eventually? sooner or later? Okay. Sooner or later, you're going to have shortness of breath, or you're going to have numbness and tingling in your extremities, or you're going to say, "My gosh, I'm that something's wrong." I'm going, I'm urinating 112 times okay. a day. Something's clearly okay. wrong. So you but, have to go to the doctor to to find out for sure. Well, yes, but let me back up and just say something. A lot of people justify their bad habits by saying, "I don't feel bad." I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have. I, I said, well, all you're telling me is you're getting away with it. Right. Okay. Right. That, and sooner or later, you won't get away with it. I mean, I know people who do some pretty bad things. All right. Drunk driving, they get away with it until they don't. Okay. Right. Most of the people who get caught drive, drinking, uh, drinking and driving, they've done it a thousand times. They just got caught that one time. Right. Okay. So you're getting away with it, but it doesn't mean that you always will. And the and the the scary thing about getting away with it is that if you're lucky. The thing that will happen to you is um, an abnormal blood test or your blood pressure is high or you're a type 2 diabetic. And those things are kind of recoverable. If you have a stroke and you lose all function or you have stage 4 cancer, well, you might be very motivated at that point in time to straighten up and fly right, but you might not be able to really overcome the disastrous thing that was your wake-up call. Mm. So the Mm. people who were in my office, sometimes they're very upset you know i had a heart attack yeah but you could drive yourself here to have this conversation or you can pick up the phone and call me you know because the person that came in here before you um not so lucky stage four pancreatic cancer we're good here but we're not miracle workers you know so you start to think about this a little bit differently in terms of getting motivated to do something before disaster strikes we're talking with dr pam popper we're in the hub uh I'm going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about things that people can do to not have to go to a doctor to be healthy for the rest of their lives, to be like Dr. Pam Popper. (laughs) It's not a bad idea, actually. It's not. It's not. (laughs) 